0: Oh, this is Wednesday, it means we've been in camp for two and a half days, which means we're getting really tired, and really sleepy, and sore, yeah, well, I know about that. Chapped lips. You need some stuff? You're good. You don't want my cooties in your mouth, do you? No, no, no. And some of you young people are migrating into the distance. Remember, I wanted you up here, up close and personal. But I'll take what I can get. If you want to sit back there because your friends are back there, then grab them by the hair, drag them up here to the front row, and you can sit together in front. Good idea? Not good idea. All right, what have we been talking about this week? Because I can't remember. Imitating Jesus. All right. Imitating Jesus. And last night, what did we talk about? Working like Jesus, a working man like Jesus, because Jesus is a working God-man. None of this enlightenment stuff sitting under the bow tree. No, we work for redemption. And so then we work like Jesus. We, we work out of gratitude to God. We work to please God. We work to advance His kingdom. You guys paying attention to me down here?
1: Oh, you're
0: way, way down here. I have to walk all the way down here to see what you're up to. Uh, 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 okay. Tonight, for a few minutes, we're going to talk about praying like Jesus. Praying like Jesus. But before we look at a few verses, and I need seven volunteers here in a couple of minutes that can read English loudly and distinctly so that everyone in the far corners of the room will be able to hear. So you don't have to volunteer yet. I'll be right back. Why do you pray? Why do you pray? I was thinking about that and you know if you're raised in the church you pray because you're told to right I mean all day long people have been leading us and they keep saying let's pray and we do or we at least bow our heads and we close our eyes because we were told let's pray we're taught in our homes to pray it starts out as a habit we do not understand and you know when you're little You're peeking during prayer. And you notice that your sister is praying with her eyes open. And So after the amen, you say, Dad, my sister was praying with her eyes open. And then you get this revelation. How did you know she was praying with her eyes open unless you were peeking? Right? Have you done that? No, never, never, never. My lips are too chapped. I can't do that. No, never. And there's all kinds of interesting things that happen as we learn how to pray. We pray cute prayers. Our parents said, did you hear Johnny last night? His prayer was so cute. Sometimes we hear, oh, that was a cute prayer. So we try to do it again because we like think people to like our praying. But eventually, we have to ask ourselves the question, besides being told to and being taught to, why do we pray? Now what do you think, I think if I asked you, and I'm not going to take time for that because this is my time, why do we pray? I might get a number of different answers, but I wonder what you think would be the statistic majority answer from people. Why do you pray? We're talking to God. You're ahead of me there, girl. Hold that thought. The Bible tells us so. But don't you think it's because we need something from God, and so we ask Him. Oh, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, we ask. I we'll pray that I, um, I'm pretty quick angered, and I need some help with that. Oh, so you pray for help with your anger. Well, you're also ahead of me. But we'll come back to that, okay? But those are good. Those are good. I mean, we get used to asking for things in prayer. And Jesus encourages that. He says, ask, and you will receive. Seek. Seek. And you will find, knock, and it will be opened to you. So that's a good reason to pray, although I don't know that it's the best reason or the deepest reason to pray. And that's why I want us to think a little bit about Jesus praying and what we learn from his praying. So now I need my seven volunteers. Remember, can read English. Out loud, distinctly and clearly, so that everybody in the back of the room can hear. Uh, I'm going to pick younger kids, okay, Adam? Sorry, you're sitting too far back. So I can't pick too many relatives, and all my grandchildren have hands up. But I'll pick James. You stand there on the corner. Samuel, down there next to James. Give him a few feet. Katie. Another relative? Okay, Mad. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. yeah. Is that seven yet? One, two, three, four, five. Are you volunteering too? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Maybe you thought we were done. All right. Let's spread out here. Let's get a boy and a girl and a boy and a girl Ah, and a boy. Let's move. All right, spread out. Come on down here a little bit, Matt. I want you fanned out across here. You stay there. Let's not take too much time with this. Stay there. Move over here. You move down, move down, down. Right there. Move down, move down, move down. You're right there. Move down, move down. down. One, two, three, four, five. How many did I say I needed? He's volunteering you. Can you read English? Loud. All right, right here. And one more. All right, Adam, you're in. All right. Hold this until you get the instruction. Now, I'm going to tell everybody what these things are about, these verses that you're going to read, and then we'll hear them, and then we'll think about what they have in common. Now, these are mostly from the Gospel of Luke, because this particular theme that we're talking about is something that Luke draws special attention to. Most of them. Samuel, you're the exception to the rule. All right, so let's all, let's all be really quiet. Simon, stand up. Really quiet. We're going to listen and see what connects these verses. And when they're all done, we'll think about it. All right, first loud and distinct reading of English. Now, when all the people... Read the reference first, okay? Okay. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened. Okay, when Jesus had been baptized and was, what did it say? Praying. Praying. Okay. Next verse. Read the uh, the verse as well as the or the reference as well as the verse. Luke five fifteen. But now, even more, the report about him went aboard. Abroad, abroad. Abroad. And great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed in their infirmities. Infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray and pray good thank you okay. mark 135 and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark he departed and went down, in a desolate place and there he prayed early in the morning still dark went to an empty place a desolate place and prayed i'm giving them hints you see, I want okay. Maddie, nice and loud reference to Luke six, verse twelve. In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from twelve, whom he named apostles. Very good. Went out at night, prayed all night. James? Luke nine, eighteen. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. And he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? Okay. Luke nine twenty-eight. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up to the, on the mountain with, to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered, and his clothing, clothing became dazzling white. All right. And? Luke 11, verse 1. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say. So what was Jesus doing? Praying. What was Jesus doing? Praying. 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 What was he doing? Praying. 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 What was he doing? Praying. Even in Mark. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, he was praying. And what about down here? What was he doing? Baptized Baptizing and praying. All right. He was baptized and he was praying. Okay. You guys can go sit down. Now let's see if these people <laughs> think these people can figure out what all those verses had in common. What do you think, folks? Praying. Jesus was not only a working man, he was a praying man. Yes, he prayed and prayed and prayed. And as I say, there are places in Luke's Gospel where he draws attention to the fact, where Matthew and Mark do not, that during a very significant event, Jesus was praying. Jesus was a man of prayer. Now, we could think about why Jesus prayed. And again, he probably did what he said. I pray, Lord, that you will do this or that. It is interesting that except for the prayer in John 17, we don't really have a record of the content of, of any of Jesus's personal prayers, uh, well, I should say maybe the Garden of Eden to the the brief summary. Let this cup pass. Uh, Garden of uh, Gethsemane. Sorry, let this cup pass from me. It is interesting. Do we have John eleven here? Uh, oh, ask and you shall receive that when Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he prayed before the great miracle, he said, Father, I thank you that you have always heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus has this sense of constantly being heard by the Father, whatever kinds of prayers He's praying. Now, I want to suggest that the heart of Jesus... You guys watching me? Watch, and I think you're listening. Right? Eye contact. We love eye contact. That what was the heart of Jesus' prayer life was communion with God. Now that sounds like a fancy word, right? What is communion with God? I'm going to tell you something. Sermon illustrations are kind of risky business, so I'm going to try to hang it out over the edge here with this illustration, and I need you young men and young women who are going to be the subject of this sermon illustration don't you pastors try to do this at home there's a practice associated with camp that we pastors and camp leaders do our best to discourage your parents try to discourage it as well but it still happens it goes kind of like this you come to camp You go to class, you meet a boy or a girl in your class that looks kind of interesting. He smiled at you, she smiled at you. Now I know you guys, you still got girls got cooties, so I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you guys over here. (laughs) So, you strike up a little conversation, and pretty soon you're sitting together at lunch. Or at dinner, and, and then uh, maybe you're not at the evening meeting when you're supposed to be, and uh, mom and dad say, have you seen? No, but last time I saw them, they were with, uh, and somebody goes on a search. And they find you sitting in front of the dining hall on a bench, and, and they say, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at the meeting. And you say, well, we were just talking. All right, get to the meeting. And then it happens again, and you're found swinging on the swinging chairs up there by the office, and what are you doing here? (gasps) we're just talking. We like talking. It's fun to talk. Not to mom, not to dad, but to this... Guy, this girl, what are you doing? We're talking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you see how this works out. And so maybe it gets a little more intense. Maybe somebody lays down the law to you and uh, everybody's watching out for you. But that talking. Because talking builds relationships. And if you got a little relation, even if it's only going to last a week, Four and a half days, you like to talk. Well, talk is communion. Building a relationship, deepening a relationship, maturing a relationship through talking. Now, you know how come I know this? how this happens, how this works? Because when I first met Mrs. Wagner, she was like, 14 and I think I was 15 so you see sitting right in here now we didn't go to camp together but we started talking after school and I wouldn't get my janitorial job done because I was talking and the janitor would come around and say Mr. Wagner why isn't this floor swept yet well I was talking to Sherry and I kept talking and talking. I looked for every opportunity to talk. We talked on the phone. We talked in person. We talked at home. We talked at school. We talked, 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 talked to build a relationship. And we're still talking <laughs> after all these years. A deep, about. So, why did Jesus pray in the morning, in the evening, all night long? Why did he leave the crowds And go out into quiet, empty, desolate places to pray. Why do you think? To talk with his Father in heaven, to commune by talking with God. Now, you know, as the second person of the Trinity, as the eternal Son, The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit had been communicating, I don't know whether they actually talk like words talk, but for all eternity they had been sharing in fellowship with one another, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But when Jesus came into the world, as the Father sent Him, now there's new things going on. Jesus is the Son of God in the flesh. He's now a man, and as a man, He needs to deepen relationship with God. As he carries out the Father's will, one of the things he needs to do is understand and enjoy God more and more. So while there's lots of reasons to pray, and the Bible encourages us to pray for lots of reasons, I think the one that gets neglected is communion with God. Just talking and talking and talking. I mean, you know, prayer is the easiest thing for a Christian to do, and it's the hardest thing for a Christian to do. And so to learn to pray requires watching Jesus and learning from Jesus about this whole matter of communion with God. And I've been a pastor for 43 years now, and I've heard a lot of prayers, and I've offered a lot of prayers, and I would say fully 80% of them are, Lord, will you give us something? They're really good prayers, because we want God to give us something for somebody else. They're intercessory prayers, but they're ask, 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 ask. You know, when people, my kids and now my grandkids, when they just come to me and they say, Grandpa, will you give me... Yeah, okay. Bye. Come back a little bit later. Uh, Grandpa, will you give me? Yeah, bye. But when one of them comes around and sits down on my lap and says, Hi, Grandpa, how you doing? <laughs> I got to say, I like that a lot. I love to give my children and give to my grandchildren, but I really love... A relationship with them, and that takes talking. The Father wants to have that kind of relationship with all of us communion, talking, and He speaks to us through His Spirit, through the Word, and we speak to Him in prayer. And so for all of the different kinds of things that we might learn from the Bible about prayer, I think what we learn from Jesus is a model and is an example of a man who communed with God through prayer. And he enjoyed it so much and he saw it as so important that he did it time and time again when he was busy, when he was alone, when he was about to do something very important for the Heavenly Father. And... When he was just having an ordinary day, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. When uh, Can you give us the next one there, Maestro? Thank you. We read part of this. Somebody read it. Adam read it. Luke 11, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Isn't it interesting? The request... To be taught how to pray grows out of their observation of Jesus' own prayer habits, right? And so then Jesus says to them, when you pray, say, let's read this part together, we know it, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation. That we call the Lord's Prayer. And it's a wonderful outline of the kinds of things we ought to pray about. But again, I think an awful lot of our praying is, give us each day our daily bread, or our job, or our health, or our this blessing or that blessing. Take care of us. And again, nothing wrong with that. But notice where Jesus says we should start, Father, that bespeaks the relationship that we have through the grace of adoption with God, holy be your name, hallowed be your name. That's when we tell God how wonderful he is, how thankful we are for his grace and mercy. And the other things I'm not going to take time with, but just to remind ourselves What's at the heart of prayer? Communion with God. Now, it's a lot easier to just ask for stuff. Sometimes when you want to just sit down and build a relationship with somebody, you find you can't, you don't, can't think what you want to say. You know, when those people over there went off and they were just swinging on the swing and talking, a lot of times they weren't saying anything because they didn't know what to say when they wanted to talk. And sometimes we don't really know what to say when we want to talk to God, and so we have to teach ourselves. The Psalms are wonderful because they're full of people talking to God to build communion with God. So we want to imitate Jesus, we want to work like Jesus, and we want to learn to pray like Jesus. So that's what I have for you tonight. Huh? Seriously, that's it. Except. You design that. Hmm? You design it. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to ask somebody to time it. But that's seriously it. Yeah, Mr. Nelson over there, Mr. Mark Nelson, he has the same problem. He thinks these are introductions to sermons, not sermons. But it's good enough. We're tired, and we got the point, right? We want to learn to build communion with God through prayer. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you through your Son, Jesus. For he is the mediator, he is the one that brings our prayers to you. But we also want to come like him, praying to you in the relationship of Father to Son, knowing your deep, deep love for us, a love so great that you gave your Son to be our Savior, but a God who wants to enter into a relationship with us and have us enter into an intimate communion with you. And Lord, we know that the vehicle for that is prayer. Probably nobody in this room is really satisfied with the quality or the quantity of our prayer life. We wish it was so instinctive to us like it was for our Lord Jesus. So help us to learn a little bit more, to think more about Jesus' communion with you and then the communion that we can have in union with him. Help us to come to you when we don't necessarily want anything from you. Help us to tell you how much we love you. Help us to express our gratitude for every good thing that you bring to us each day. Like today, we had so much fun. We're in this beautiful place. We got to play with our friends. We engaged in sports. We've had a wonderful day, and you gave it to us because you love us. And so we give you thanks. But even more wonderful, you have forgiven our sins. You have put your spirit within us. We enjoy the love and the joy and the peace and the hope all of those good things that you give. But more than the gifts, we want to learn to love the giver. And so, Lord, teach us to pray like Jesus, to commune with you in prayer as he did. And may we have the blessing, and may you receive all the glory and praise. Amen.